This is a special episode of the Free Body Podcast, the podcast for everybody. Hello, lovely people. I've been wanting to share a special episode that I've been working on during Free Body's hiatus. And as many of those listening know, this week is Thanksgiving in America. And this month is also Native American Heritage Month. I'd like to take a moment and acknowledge that this episode was created and edited on ancestral Lenape lands and that the Lenape people were violently displaced by European colonialist settlers over hundreds of years. I believe it's important to say that colonialization is an ongoing action and mindfulness and acknowledgement is only a piece of what work can and needs to be done. Earlier this month, the Supreme Court heard the oral arguments of the Holland and Brackeen court case, which seeks to declare ICWA, the Indian Child Welfare Act, unconstitutional. The decision will not be made public until sometime in the summer of 2023, so you can still take action to support and serve Native children and their families by spreading awareness, listening to the audio of the oral arguments from the hearing. You can sign the Protect ICWA petition and more. Go follow at Protect ICWA on Instagram for more ways to help. As I reflect on this time of year, and the kind of traditions and values that I want to continue forward in my life and for my family. Taking this time to really reflect on what I'm grateful for is what comes to the surface. The food part is nice. The history is not so nice. But this question of what are you thankful for, which for some years to me felt a little bit trite or forced when I was younger, But nowadays, any excuse to focus on the good in my life and in life, I will take it. So all this is to say, today's episode is very special to me. And yes, I'm very grateful for these stories I'm about to share with you. As some of you know from Instagram, I had a whirlwind of a trip back in September where my partner and I traveled all over Europe and through Iceland. And not only am I incredibly grateful for the privilege to travel around the world and meet different people and experience different cultures, but I'm also grateful for the people I met along the way who were brave enough to answer a stranger's question. It's me, I'm the stranger. (laughs) The question that I always ask on this podcast is the same question that I ask them. What is an early body memory you have that holds significance to you and why. I had to muster a lot of courage to ask strangers all over Europe this question, and I was rewarded with their exquisite vulnerability, in many cases, an eagerness to share their stories and their willingness to give us a snapshot into their lives. As I've been reflecting on these people and their stories, I'm struck by how alike we all really are how much we share and have in common with one another. And in the world these days, it can be easy to focus on what's dividing us. But there at the center of it, I keep coming back to our bodies. We all have them. And they all have their own stories and universal lessons of growth and expansion that can unite us all together if we let them. Everyone you'll hear from today will remain anonymous and 
I'd just like to say out there, if you're listening, thank you again for sharing what you've learned and experienced with me and with my listeners. And I hope that everyone listening finds this episode as remarkable as I do. I am so thankful for all of you. I would say one of the um, earliest memories I have is um, trying to learn how to swim and um, being at the YMCA and feeling uh, I, I hated uh, having to go to swim lessons. What, how old are you? How old was I? Uh, five or six. Some summer. Um, and I hated getting in the cold water. I was very skinny. And I, my teeth would chatter. I didn't like the way that the water smelled. I didn't like being in the water. I was very scared of drowning. And I just remember, um, you know, our, your parents would sit and watch behind a glass ca- a glass wall. I remember looking at them just with tears in my eyes, asking them to take me home. Um, but... Uh, because I hated it so much. They forced me to go for a few weeks. And um, I never could figure out how to float, never could figure out how to swim. And that would follow me for the rest of my life um, until fairly recently. But um, it's just that I don't have as much of a fear about water or pools. It's just I don't know how to swim. I love being in the water, um, but I don't quite know how to swim or what to do with my body in the water. But, um, yeah, it kind of caused me not to trust um, that my body could do things that other people could do um, because everybody could swim. Everybody can swim. Um, But for whatever reason, I didn't feel like my body was fit for that. So that's my story. I just remember, you know, sitting on the top of the steps with my oldest sister, like looking and watching and like, I was wondering which grandma, grandmother it was. And, and then when she left, there was like, some you know obvious commotion in the family so but I remember being at dinner and I was kind of like in a high chair because I was only like two and there were so many kids in the family and um my one grandmother that didn't pass away she was right near me at the table and she went like into shock and so she kept asking like every five minutes where's dot where's dot and that was my other grandmother and then everyone at the table would get quiet and then my mother would have to answer to her. So like I just picked up on all those vibes and I just was like aware that something was happening that was big. And then I remember I just started crying. So my mom picked me up out of my um, my high chair and she said, oh, she's just tired. And she carried me upstairs and laid me down on the bed. And I was like thinking, no, I'm not tired. It's, yeah. No, I wasn't like troubled by it but I just remember it so clearly and I guess I was like two and a half or something but I didn't feel like traumatized by it because there were so many of us but I just remember also not just the event that happened I remembered the fact that someone was saying why I was crying and I remember knowing well no that's not why so it was like an awareness thing I had eczema from top to toe when I was little, even. Uh And um, we were always taught, don't let strangers touch you. Mm. Don't go away with a stranger, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And so my dad took me to the doctor 
and he tried to examine me because obviously that was very sore yeah. where all this eczema all over my body oh goodness and he tried to look and i hit him and ran out of the doctor's surgery all the way down the road you had to you had some boundaries that you were enforcing I did. yes i yes. was five wow. and you're not looking there you're a man but then mm-hmm. um when i was 13 i got scoliosis and still have it really, really badly. Wow. I've not had the operation or anything. Mm-hmm. And um, when you're 13 and you have breasts, and I come from Oxford mm-hmm. in England, mm-hmm. and the hospitals there are all teaching hospitals. And so every time you went to the hospital, and I used to have to go every single week, um, you would have students in there to learn. And you're really conscious of your body changing anyway, just with puberty. Mm And then you have to strip down to your pants and bra in front of about 20 people. And this strange thing is happening to your body. And um, yeah, I was really, I'm not sure whether I was more conscious of the scoliosis or more conscious that I was developing. Yeah. And so I just spent a lot of my teenage years in a hospital in my underwear. But it's not affected. It's not ruined my life. But as a, it, as a teenager, yeah. I was really conscious. And, and it's really funny because we had to go... And I'm 48 now. Mm. And this was when I was 13. And my husband had never seen... Never been to a consultation with me, had you? And so we went to the hospital. And I, we mo- I moved to London to be with Mark. Uh-huh. And, um, I went for a consultation. And the first thing I did, even at like 44 years old, was take all my clothes off oh, and stand in my underwear because I was just so used to it and I did need to do that right. but like probably not as quickly as I did <laughs> you were ready I was ready and they're like okay you can put your clothes back yeah, on now yeah. if, um, very early um, uh, remembrance uh-huh. yeah. because I had some um, I had something with the hip ah, ah. you see my, my scarves oh no I and didn't notice okay uh, when I was one and on, almost two, I had uh, a surgery and afterwards I had a gips, I don't know the English word, from here uh-huh. to uh, the, the, the legs, to the Oh, feet. like a cast? Yeah, and uh, with some holes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I couldn't move. I, the only uh, thing I could do was uh, lying on the... Uh, button uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh, uh, I, I got very strong arms then because I uh, got up yeah and I had a um, kind of a teddy bear uh-huh. and I uh, wanted to put it inside it, it should be near my body yeah. and uh, but it didn't manage I didn't manage it mm-hmm. because it was so tight yeah and um, it was from nearly two to n- nearly three, and I. But I, I remember some pictures uh, and some feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have that teddy, mm-hmm. and um, I showed my my grand uh, uh, grandchild uh, what I did with the, with the thing, and uh, I said, oh. There's something I didn't have <laughs> in early times. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was my very first remembrance. That's and I, I remember uh, when I was in hospital, um, 
at that time uh, children had to stay there and they were not allowed to see their parents but the doctor uh, uh, who took care of me said that's that's bullshit <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> and um, my parents were allowed to to take me home good. so uh, but one night i had to stay there and um, i see For my eyes, I see I was in a room with a, a door that had some lights above. In my room, it was dark, but there was light shining in, and I was crying. Oh. And then a sister, a nurse came and uh, told me, "Oh, be quiet." And so, but he, uh, I didn't stop. And then she came in and hit me. And um, oh. but I was, I couldn't walk. But I was very early in talking. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. so I told my mother. Good. And the nurse got punished. Uh, good. Good. That's that needed yeah. to happen. Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. Wow. And you got to go home. So were you home in the cast yeah. as well? And my my parents. There was a there was a kind of a, to carry mm -hmm. between my legs because the legs were, uh, like and um, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. But my, my mother says uh, she has a broken back and she says maybe it's coming from that. Wow. Yeah, because it was very heavy yeah, and uh, yeah. I couldn't do anything. So she, she was carrying me all the way and all the time. What was the recovery, like when the cast came off? I can't remember. Yeah. I can remember I had a kind of, a, a, in German it was called Schederat. Schede was a doctor invented a, a kind of a bicycle but you uh, you won't have to, to uh, pedal pedal but you have to walk because mm. I was so weak afterwards that uh, my my fit, feet couldn't uh, help me yeah. so I was on the on the um, on the bike uh -huh. and and learned walking again Right. So the bike was sort of your yeah, yeah. Your, ther your physical therapy. Yeah, gonna. And afterwards, I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a person who loves freedom. Yeah. Uh, maybe that uh, depends on that, that um, experience. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, I wasn't really born with it, uh -huh. um, and then it just sort of appeared, didn't it? And. Um, The doctors thought I had, what was it called? Neurofibromatosis. Yeah. You know what the elephant man yes. had? Yes. yes. And, it, yeah. and it's not, it was, so she was three by the time they diagnosed it with cafe au lait. Oh, wow. Marks, yeah. And they go all the way up my arm. When you were three? On my back. Yeah. yeah. And They how, just got stronger and stronger and now I'm getting them on my hands as well. Oh, wow. So it's continued to sort of... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's completely benign, isn't it? It's nothing yeah, yeah, to worry it's just about. Right. But how does it? Um, what is significant about this to you? How does it affect your your day to day life or your relationship to your body? Well, I don't see it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, that's a burn. I don't. I just don't see it anymore. But everybody else always asks me, you know, what's that on your arm? Right. Have you burnt your arm? The, no the one I normally get is, um, you fake tan went really bad. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I always get that one. Oh, yeah. dear. Okay. But um, I quite like it now. Yeah, yeah it's when beautiful. You used to get teased, didn't you, by um, your friends at school saying, you know, she's not, she's saying, Mummy, they've said I've not got washed today. And oh. all that. But yeah. I kind of like it It's now. cute. It? Yeah, I really like it, actually. It's beautiful. Thank you. For me, I'd say uh, my neck. Your neck? It's 
a bit small okay. and my shoulder is like uh, broader bro- uh-huh. yeah so I hear a lot that my body looks like a bit like a man mm. from the neck to shoulder mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm pretty much conscious about this part probably when I was in class 7 uh-huh. and about my hair uh, as you can see it's straightened right now mm-hmm. because my natural hair it's kind of super fluffy mm-hmm. so so there was this poet in uh, back in our country he's called Kaji Nozri Islam uh-huh. so he had this big hair and yeah. like that so yeah. people used to call me ah, Kaji Nozri Islam going there so that kind of affected me in school at first uh, I didn't like it obviously but I, I used to be like okay whatever <laughs> but at some point it started uh, affecting me yeah. and I'm okay with it now but it took a lot of time yeah. to be here right now do you have anything you'd like to share yeah I have actually like uh, I was slim mm-hmm. I mean at least I mean from this portion to that <laughs> but nowadays like maybe uh, one year before i mean suddenly i mean i i have craving for rice and i mean uh, at the time of the corner situation that that time the situation was not that much good right. in europe also i mean yeah. i have come uh, in finland to pursue my masters so that time yeah so i am a full i mean full-time students yeah. and, and definitely in the corner situation I have to I don't I, I can't work in my university mm. so I had to find some jobs for me and you know the physical job I mean uh, you need some more food for that yeah. so after that I mean I have put some weight and a lot of people like oh you have gained more I mean why are you so fat I mean why are you this I mean you know it's my body That's it's right. my thing I mean you don't have to say those things but Directly, indirectly, it affects it affects you. I mean, yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, insecurity. I mean, there is some like, okay. I mean, do I look that much bad? I mean, sometimes like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm cute. I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah. But I would like to add yes. uh, something for her. Yes. She unconsciously stops eating if someone calls her fat. And it's like unhealthy that. eating, <laughs> yeah. which is called. It's like stop eating anything, just water and that. So it's like, it's, it's yeah. really bad for her. My early memories, I don't feel so good with my body. I, um, I was a little bit shy and everyone, yeah, I, I, was, I was very, very shy. Um, I was shy every time because some guys said, oh, you're too um, small or something like that. And that's always a bad thing when people say that is bad and that but in the years it gets better and better and some people said are you beautiful and so I felt more beautiful than before (laughs) now I'm so proud of my body and I I love I love it yes I remember putting on a pair of like skinny jeans and I walked up the um, hall and Sarah my sister my eldest sister was like I was like what do you think what do you think she's like Everybody loves a chunky thigh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, these jeans are going in the bin. <laughs> so that's my memory. How old are you? I think I was like 12. Wow. I think we were going somewhere. And I was like, okay, I hate jeans. Never wearing them. Mm. But then eventually, yeah, I wear them now. Everybody does love, it, love a chunky thigh. Yeah, hell <laughs> she yes. <was> right. <laughs> she was right. She was right. Yeah, I know it's a total core memory. It actually is. 
Uh, well, in terms of my connection with my body, I, I started dancing like six years ago. Oh. Yeah, and I've never felt like really comfortable with my body. But I, I remember it was, a, I had like hard times because I wasn't very keen on dancing. But I remember the first time that I really enjoyed uh, dancing, mm -hmm. that I started, I, I didn't think of what people were, would think about me yeah. because I, I knew that I was like self-conscious that I didn't dance well. But I don't know why, like one day I, I realized that I started enjoying music and I started dancing without thinking what people would think about me you know and i felt like really happy and i remember that that was my my early my first the first moment i, I really felt connected with my body mm. you know that's lovely. yes that's great and you've been dancing now for six years you said yes well i had to stop dancing because of the pandemic uh -huh. because i live in a really small house and i didn't i don't have space and i i felt i've been feeling really happy since that memory because now i just don't think about what people think about me like i know and maybe i don't dance well but i think it doesn't matter because i'm happy i feel happy when i dance and i feel connected with my body and that's really important i i like painting and drawing yeah and well i i also don't like a lot my body sometimes but um, when I'm painting a, a picture or something, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I start drawing on my legs, on my arms, and I really like it. And yeah. I feel connected with my body when I paint it. Small things, but I, uh, it's... It frees me. Well, uh, when I was, was younger, I, uh, I quit like the... the uh, Scouting, I don't know how to say it in English. It doesn't really matter. I quit it and I started playing Ultimate Frisbee. So oh. I don't know if you know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, I do. Uh, I started doing that and it was a really great experience because uh, it's such a nice sport. It has like a lot of fair play in it um, and it's, it has a place for everyone. It's like famously fair play yeah. and everyone's included. Yeah. And it really taught me a lot of the things I, I do now and live by now. Um, and yeah, I got a little far there. Yeah. Um, I played like uh, some European championships as well. Wow. Yeah, so I, uh, I really learned a lot of that. How many um, years did you play? I think now I'm playing for six. Oh, wow. Gonna start my seventh, I'm not sure. Um, so not a very long time, but mm -hmm. it's, it's been like a really significant, uh, significant amount of time for me. Yeah. Um, and How do you feel yeah. when you're playing? It's amazing, I need it. I need it. If I don't play for like two weeks, I really feel like like I'm not very good in my skin. And if I play two times a week, I feel really good. I feel more healthy as well yeah, because yeah, yeah. I really like to, to live a healthy lifestyle. I like to cook. I like to um, cook healthy, of course. Mm -hmm. I really like to, to do that, um, but I'm not like, like a freak. I like to live my life. I, I need like a good balance, yeah. you know? Um, so I really needed to just get rid of all the stress Otherwise, I get like this pent-up feeling and it's, it doesn't feel very well, yeah. so I really need it. 
Okay, so we have these exercises that we do in dance class and it's like really um, personal that you are connected with your body and you have to be connected with the floor and if you're like doing that after five minutes you're feeling really inside of your body and you're uh, creating new moves that you wouldn't know if you if you aren't doing those exercises so these things are really good for connecting you with yourself and being confident and creating new things yeah. i think the moments when you have to improv improvise yeah. the most yeah. improvise yeah. Uh, most it's when you discover places in your body or f things in your body that you didn't yeah, know where you didn't know you could do yeah, yeah. exactly that's the moment i think when i connect mostly with my body and yeah discover the most things in uh, my body and things like that <laughs> <That's great. laughs> and do you remember like the first time you started dancing and what that experience was like uh i was like three years old wow and uh yeah then it's just for fun but later when you're older you get to yeah you get to know your body and the movements and yeah uh, it's also like the moment in the I, in the day when I can find peace in myself yeah. and yeah. It's just really like relieving. It's relieving. Yeah. Yeah. A, a hard day and you go dancing. It's really good. Yeah. It's like you can relieve yeah. all your stress yeah. and. Or if you're Relax. sick, I, I think if you're sick, it's really good to go to just do some sports. And for me, it's really helping of, um, when I'm stressed out for school. I just go to the, my dance class and after dance class, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm focused, I'm relaxed, I'm relieved that all the stress is out of my body. So it's really good sport too. Uh, so I, I'm a nun and the thing is, it's hard for me not to see my body uh, in another gaze as the, um, the one of God who gave me that body and um, to love him, to love others and also to uh, wonder, to wonder about everything because I have five senses and I have the, the, the joy to be able to admire things people and so and another place uh, in a way of my body is my spirit and my intelligence and my soul and I try to to feed my soul with a spiritual food and which I find in the Bible but also in, in books in in, uh, in philosophy and in the way I, I can uh, have a conversation with people I did a lot of sport before so I had I mean I was connected with my body like that because I knew him yes at the physical level but my spirit also because quite young I was a teenager 13 because uh, maybe um, it's here where I discover God really personally and I and I try to use my body in a prayer in, in silence in, in uh, in, in places where I was uh, with him, in churches, and that's it. Yeah. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to this special episode of the Free Body Podcast. I'll be back very soon as I'm currently going through a certain medical adventure. So I'll have lots to share on that in the coming weeks ahead. Please follow us on Instagram at freebodypodcast. I'll have some updates on there shortly. But until then, be well.